the Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Sog. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on Seattle Sports Station. Good morning, Coach. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year coming around the corner. Yeah, that should be uh, nice and, and excited for 2023. Let's uh, start here by going back to Saturday. Uh, what happened? What happened in Kansas City? Oh, we didn't get started at all on offense. Um, you know, we were just stymied, and uh, we had a number of third down and tens that we couldn't we couldn't convert them, and so it just wound up being you know a really dismal start with a nice little flash at the end in two minutes. Um, defense was holding uh, up and, and hanging in there, doing pretty good. Had some stops and you know, got off the field a number of times, and uh, the third down number started to mount for us. You know, we had a good day on third down. And it turned out uh, we come out in second half and we start moving the football. You know, we were running the ball well, and it was as good as we've looked in a month or so running the football. And it was you know cool to see it happening, but we we weren't able to uh, you know, to convert enough to get going. This was a this was a day when we could have got them. You know, we could beat these guys. This is an excellent football team uh, because of the way we were playing on D. Uh, if we could have hung on to the football throughout the game and and, and just you know got our a couple shots in there that was close enough, and we had a chance. What and so what it feels like, Mike feels like we're not, uh, you know, we're not complimenting our, our, our play well enough. You know, we're not playing on both sides enough to to get us the win that we need. And and uh, so it's a good team, and I'll be darned if you know we we let them get away and with a chance. I thought to, to win a football game on the road. Why why do you think that is? I mean, one one of the great things we Brock and I have talked about this all the time about about your philosophy is the way the the two well it it didn't you know we didn't convert we we had uh trouble running the football in the first half and so we got nothing or we get we had a minus one or two you know and that then we come back we throw a naked we get nothing on the play and it's third and 10 or 11 you know and and then now we have to go convert it and we didn't convert and we were a little bit a little bit raggedy uh in our in the getting the plays you know execute run you know we just were late we had to use a couple timeouts we were late with a couple situations when we a little bit on the sidelines, a little bit on the field that we could fix, and it, though anything that offset us uh, was, was, you know, was a problem, and, and we couldn't allow for that to happen against a good team like this, and uh, so that was enough to keep the score in their favor. Then we get our chance, we get moving. Uh, it just didn't wasn't enough to, to to get the win. What was that environment like for your young your young players, your rookies, a team you know that's loaded with superstars and the most pro bowlers in the league and everything else in Kansas City? What do you take away from that experience? Yeah, the, uh, that's a good question, you know, because there was a lot of, because of the weather, you know, there was a lot of kind of underground, you know, kind of hype. And we were trying to, you know, play it down and uh, not let it be a factor, knowing that they're a really good club and they've been in the situations and the crowd's a great crowd. I mean, all of those elements were, were, were you know, there. Uh, they weren't that factor at all. The weather was nothing. Um, the crowd was just normal, and uh, that that what didn't factor in. And, and our guys handled it beautifully. Uh, they played tough and hard, and were chasing it and hitting it and, and doing the things they needed to do uh, to give us a chance. And uh, I, that's one of the accomplishments in that in that day that day's effort that you know we got to go somewhere else here late in the year um and it's and the weather's cruddy we're not going to even we won't even waver so that was a good uh, you know good accomplishment in that sense how did your defense prepare for that offense i mean everything mahomes has done since he's been in the league he's he's been one of the best you guys had a heck of a game plan defensively yesterday what was the key to that well, the, uh, they're so quick with the football, and, and really they've become uh, somewhat 
um, ball control oriented in, in, in early downs, and, and they've done a really nice job of doing that, knowing that they know that there's explosions are just about to happen, you know, like they like they kind of happened uh, in, in late in the game. Um, so our guys knew that they had to play every play and make every tackle and keep them from getting downfield and, and catching and running and, and all that because that's kind of how they do it. They're so quick and they use all of their, their perimeter stuff so well to complement the the running game that gives them balance. They're not a you know, really deeply committed running team. They're well balanced. I mean, they use it enough and it's it's a part of their their game. We we play the run great during the day and and uh, did that, but uh, so I, I think the, the fact the guys knew that they had to hold it together and keep you know keep getting them down and keep getting them down. We we had a lot of turn you know turnaways. We got those third down wins were were terrific for us and and uh, gave us a chance to feel some, like we had some control of the game. There was no Neal. There was no Woods. Two significant guys for you. We saw some Tease Tabor. We saw some Abram. Uh, certainly Shelby and crew up front played. How, how did those guys fill those voids? Yeah, uh, well, Puna you know, was was kind of slated to play more as no tackle in the game. You know, we were in nickel quite a bit. We didn't. He didn't have to get on the center a lot, but um, he held up well. Uh, Shelby did a nice job again against these guys. Um, I, I think just in general, we just were in the right spots. We fit well. Uh, the running game didn't didn't fool us at all. We had one really bad screen play where we missed a couple tackles on the screen, and then the big play that uh, that Kelsey makes late. You know that those were just two huge plays in the game. That without those game those plays, we had a, a terrific football game. And so they they get away. You know plays get away from me sometimes, but. Um, all in all, the, the the guys that had to fill in did a really nice job, and everybody played really tough. How did Gino play? Uh, he was he was solid, but it, it was hard. You know, it was hard. He had hard hard situations, and, and um, we weren't as clean on third downs <clears throat> throughout the game. You know, we didn't get better in the second half at it, and so that didn't help us. So we had to make our movement, you know, with the running game and or with the, the early down passing game. I thought Gino held together well on that uh, in that area. Third down, we didn't do very well, and uh, they covered us up a little bit. They rushed us a little bit, a little bit of everything like they do. They're really good at it, and and, uh, and we, we just weren't quite as, as overpowering as we needed to be to go ahead and beat a team like that. You had said after the the Tyler injury, you didn't want to imagine what life would be like without him because you guys have been so linked over over this decade that he's been so good. Uh, what what was it like without without Lockett on the field? Third down was hard. You know that that's where he has been such a great player and such a go to guy. Um, <clears throat> and he he just makes things happen. You know by getting open, by making the catch getting exactly the right distance, you know, and, and doing things exactly the way you need it. That's that's hard to replace that. And, and so uh, I, th- I think that was a little bit of the struggle. You know, we weren't able to overcome his you know, his absence. When your run game is effective versus when it's not, what is the difference? What what, what allows it to function when it functions as well as it does at times? Shoot, Mike, it was so it was so good in the second half. Yeah, you know, it was so clean and and we we you know and it wasn't any one scheme. It wasn't we had them you know on one play or another. It was a variety of things that we did in, in the game plan, and they just all hit and uh, the guys did a great job really the guys up front did an excellent job uh, from first half to second half because we were kind of getting banged we weren't making getting the movement uh, the spacing wasn't as, as, as clean as it needed to be and then it just took off and you now we challenged them at halftime in a big way too you know to, to get that done and, and it didn't happen in the opening drive if you remember that but from the second drive on we were we could run the football and uh, you know Ken had almost 100 yards in the second half um, so it was uh 
it, it, it is just sometimes it's just that sense, that feeling, you know, and, and that urgency just stepped to the right place. And guys were functioning at a really high level. I mean, the blocking schemes were beautiful. And uh, Ken took full advantage of it. Yeah, you talk about that urgency. Here was Ken Walker post game, the rookie. It's kind of fun hearing these these rookies talk uh, this season as they've gained so much experience. Ken Walker talking about, you know, what he heard at halftime and how it played into the second half. Pete, here was Ken. Everybody was telling me just, um, run straight and be more decisive. Um, and I took that in, you know, because a lot of times I was trying to make something happen, but I really just needed to go straight and be decisive and things start to open up. I know we've talked about K-9 a few different times over the course of the season with you, Pete, and you love your running backs as much as anybody does. How do you continue, Mike and I were talking last hour about him, just kind of navigating when that big play comes, when he's patient versus when he's decisive. How do, how do you coach that, and how has he navigated that this season? <laughs> well, he's telling you exactly how he was coached. I, mean, I was looking at him right in the mug and told him just what he said um, you know, at halftime. And we're just trying to make sure that we took advantage of, you know, of hitting in the line of scrimmage and then reacting as opposed to looking and, and reacting. And, and uh, uh, you know, with a guy who has so much talent and he knows that he can break plays, he's not sure when that one's going to happen. You know, he, there's a there's an, uh, you know, a determination he has to live with to keep continuing to hit the line of scrimmage and trust that the, that the spacing and the place, the, the play opportunities will show. And, and uh, I mean, you, you saw him, he got after it. And, and he, on the, uh, the, the one zone play that he broke outside, the toss play he turned up on, uh, the lead play that he just ripped up the middle. Those were all just great plays. And he did exactly, he made that adjustment with us and, and uh, yeah, he was able to take advantage of his guys up front more so is, is how that worked out. Hey, to come back to Gino for a minute, because Brock and I spent a while this morning kind of talking through his year, which is congrats to him, Pro Bowl, you know, voted into the Pro Bowl as, as one of the three regulars. We'll talk a little bit here about, you know, going against the Jets, the team that drafted him, where things kind of went away from him at the beginning of his career. It's been an incredible season, and yet over the last couple of weeks, we've seen the, those turnover numbers creep up a little bit, both with fumbles and now a couple of interceptions. Any concern there? No, I think he's battling. I think we, I think we need to help him and play around him well. Um, there's, he's not making bad throws. The play, the, the interception. Uh, we were all hoping that that was a middle high safety that wouldn't be able to get to that ball, and uh, that guy kind of fudged it right at the end. And you know, we're all looking for that that attempt right there. As so I, I was cheerleading for it too, and, and you know, Gino was too, and we, were, we that just kind of happened. They they outplayed us on that play. Um, we didn't really finish the route as well as we'd like. I don't know how much he got grabbed or not, but there was something there. Um, <clears throat> but that's one play in the game. You know, that, that's a that's an interception. He's going for it, and we're being aggressive, and we, we need to get back on the, get on the board there. You know, and so I think he's 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 doing really well. This is a really hard position to play. He's playing his first year as a starter in a long time, and I think he's doing terrific. And and uh, our third down numbers have been you know I don't know. We're, top 10 or something like that for the season we didn't get it done yesterday and uh we we really wanted to be in third and mediums you know the, the six and sevens five six and sevens at, at worst and we weren't able to control that by our early downplay and that's 
that was just unfortunate because we knew it was going to be hard if it was third and tens and, and or more. And so that was you know that was part of the plan that didn't work. Gino would have played a lot better um, with those opportunities. We you know we we weren't able to control it well enough. I, I know that we've not had a lot of QB conversations for ten years around here uh, for a reason because Russell was here and and we didn't really even look around the league at everybody else and everybody else's situation, Pete. But it strikes me I, I don't know maybe it's this way every year, but because it's a new environment, new QB and everything else, it jumps out more. But when Brock Purdy can come in and keep them rolling, when Baker Mayfield can go and score 51 points, you know, after being there a couple of weeks, it just strikes me how important that supporting cast is. That foundation of everything built around the position. Everybody always wants to say, oh, it's a QB league. It's all about your QB. Right. But is this league this year, <clears throat> and Sam Darnold getting hot in Carolina as he's getting a chance, is it showing us more than ever that it is about the foundation and the supporting cast too? Um, I think you're exactly on it. That, that you know, I, I I don't want to sound like because I've always felt like this is the way the league should go. You know, this is the way that's best for the consistent winning over a long period of time is to have the balance and the commitment to to both the run and the pass game, so that you can have a really good style about you and it affects your defense and kicking game and all that stuff. I think that's what you're seeing. I mean, this is a really good observation about Purdy. Um, he's playing with a terrific football team that is committed to running the football and they're at the top the number one defense in the NFL. Can you win like that? Yeah. As long as he doesn't screw it up and, and, and you know, be a rookie. And uh, Kyle knows what he's doing and he's doing a fantastic job of coaching him to, to utilize the talents that he has and fit it in and fit it all together. It's a beautiful job. I mean, uh, the Panthers is a really good example example too uh they are running the football like crazy and and they're really committed to it and look here comes sammy okay so now sam's playing and they're, they're saying oh he's doing a good job now well th- it's exactly what you're saying it is about the entire group and that's why everybody factors in to the quarterback's play and, and it, it for all of the years that we've been here that's how it's been designed and uh, you know we're, we're still trying to capture that again and, and because we think it's the best way to go the, you can't deny the fact that sometimes these guys put up you know, almost 5,000 yards thrown, and they have these great years, and, and they do unbelievable things. Well, those are more the outliers to me than that's the norm. The the fans want it. They, everybody loves to see the throwing game and all that, and it's exciting and fun and all that. I, I get it. But that's not that's really not what we're watching and you're seeing a great illustration of it and uh and you know here's baker came in two days and he, and he throws a great game well that that's sean putting that thing together as well as baker's play he he did he looked great yesterday and in, in playing with that offense and but i think it's the whole thing fitting together, scheme, coaching, the whole thing that, that, that's happening. And just to let the audience know, and Pete, this happened while we were on the phone, I, or I don't want to surprise you with a question on it, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, was let go in Denver. I know we often talk after the year about how hard it is for you when you see coaches let go around the league, etc., uh, based on partly on what Baker did yesterday and, and that incredible game the Rams played. Uh, the, the Broncos did... Just moments ago, officially, we have a, a statement from their owner and CEO, Greg Penner, par- part ways with Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, well, that's 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 a tough situation. It's been tough all year. Hey, can we can we talk through some of your um, Pro Bowlers because uh, it's got announced last week, and uh, you know, you guys have four guys in the Pro Bowl: Diggs, Geno, and Tariq Woolen, Jason Myers. Let's start with Tariq. I mean, rookie fifth round pick, just making the conversion to cornerback, makes the Pro Bowl, was barely thrown at again. Yes, on, on Saturday. What what has this ride been like with him this year? 
Well, it sure has been fun to watch, and, and uh, it's been exciting, and you know, because the underdog type of thing happening here before our eyes, and um, but the, the, the part of the part, the, the part of it that's so fun is that he has such tremendous potential for the future, as he just you know gains stature and comfort and understanding, and you know he's gonna he's gonna really have a chance to be a fantastic player. Um, but he's got a lot. There's a lot to do here, you know, from this time forward. He, his brain and how he handles it and how he deals with it, the, the work habits that he he puts forth, the way he studies the game and all that. But he has he's been spectacular this season, and that's been great to watch. Uh, what does it say to Quandre? He misses his buddy Jamal Adams. Uh, you lose early this season. He's been a voice many times, Pete, after games, been blunt, been honest, been transparent. Uh, he finds himself voted in. What does that say about Quandre? Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's such a great NFL football player. Um, he, all of the, you know, he, he's a throwback in a sense, and he's, he's a hard, hard-nosed guy, tough about how he demands of himself and those around him. The guys love him uh, because he's he is the way he is, and he, you know he's a great interview, I would think. And and uh, but more than that, he's just a t- terrific team football player, and and uh, I'm really fired up that he got. And you got to remember too, he, he he was laying on the turf and he was crying on that turf, thinking that my career may be over, you know, and and uh, not now and all that kind of stuff. And to bounce back and have this season again is uh, it's a it's a remarkable statement about the kid. Well, we've already talked a little bit about Gino. Um... Uh, but he gets the Pro Bowl nod as well. Incredible, uh, you know, just a, a, an unbelievable story, if nothing else. But now he plays the Jets this week, the team where it started for him, where you know he didn't probably have a lot of fond memories based on how it went. Does he get up maybe even a little bit extra for this game this week? Well, I don't know if he gets up any more than I do. Um, you know, I that's true. Had similar, you have similar a similar there, experience you know? there in New York. I was there for a while too, and well, that was last they century. They sent me back, and you know, <laughs> so uh, and Gino and I, we might we might ride this one out together. But anyway, I don't. Um, I, you know, that factor is a factor to be dealt with, and and uh, um, so we'll we'll commiserate or whatever we, you do about stuff like that, and then go have fun playing. Uh, any injury updates or the boys back in, in the building? He plays Saturday. You get a Monday here, maybe a little bonus day. Abe Lucas, Neil Woods, any update on any of those Lock guys? It. Yeah, Lock locked it. back in. Um, I haven't seen him yet. We've been talking over the, the holiday here. Um, we'll see what, where, where he is. I don't know. Al's hopefully feeling he's feeling better and has a chance. He's been rehabbing over the weekend, and we left him here to make sure he had a chance to work. Same with, uh, with Ryan Neal. Um, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Both those guys have a chance to get back. Um, the guys that got banged up. Um, Abe Abe's going to get a, you know, some imaging done just to check out what the, I was wrong. I, I I thought it was his elbow, but he had had a like a patellar tendon thing or something earlier in the year that kind of bothered him and it just popped up again. That's his issue. Elbow was okay. Um, who else? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I said Al. Uh, so it, it's um, oh I. I Joey uh, Blunt was he he got banged and and uh, we'll see what happens to him. He's got to get some imaging done too. Um, he's not it's not surgical uh, and uh, oriented right now. And then uh, also I think Will Disley's got to get some Im- imaging done. He got banged on and he's got a contusion that they're dealing with. So let's figure out what that's all about. The guys sounded pretty optimistic after the game, and, and listening to some of your sound afterwards, Quandre, a few of the other guys, it, it sounded like there was a sense of optimism moving forward. Was, is that a, a fair characterization of where you oh, guys I, are? I think it's clear. It's a clear thought that, that this is how the brain of this team. You know, we are we're 
we're looking for this next opportunity to kick butt. And somebody might say, well, hey, why would you be thinking like that? Well, we are. And that's that's where we're coming from. And the leadership is, is, is there. Uh, I couldn't support them more. And we've got two wonderful opportunities here coming up with a great game here at home and then another great game at home. And uh, with a chance to do something to make this storyline of this, this season uh, something positive we can feel really good about. So we're going for it. So, so how, do you, how, do you, how do you get a team into that mindset? I mean, you know, just facts. The team has lost five of six. And, you know, we went from, from these four straight wins to, to sort of, it's not quite the, you know, a losing streak. How, how do you maintain that mentality? What's the key to that? Um, I, it's it's totally attitude. It's it's mentality. Attitude's everything, you know. And how you how you decide to be, you know, you want to choose to be this way or that way. What's your choice? And so, uh, we have total command of that. So our our command is to direct us towards. We're going to make something happen, and uh, everybody feels like that. And and whether it's I don't think it's the youth necessarily. I just think it's the the makeup of the leadership, and that has been supported by the the young guys on the team, and and the hope for the future, and the long haul of it all, and that's where our brain is, and so uh, we got to go get a, a great week done here, and, and get a win here, and be playing for everything in the next week. And, and uh, look at the Rams! Holy cow, they come alive, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, um, the Jets are—they're fighting for everything. I mean, they're right there, you know. They're—they're they're right there too. So everybody's going for it, and it, it should be really fun. Love it, Coach. Uh, happy holidays! Thanks for uh, coming in today. Um, what is a day off for a lot of people around the country? We appreciate it, and we will do it again next week. All right, guys. See you. Thanks, Pete.